This is Ohiro Oni Isele. Ruminations is the podcast where I discuss matters of life. I have an uncle named Justice. When I say that my uncle Justice is one of the most brilliant men I have ever known, I mean exactly that, because he is. I was in elementary school when he was an active executive in the Students' Union of Nigeria's premier and most storied university, which would also become my own alma mater decades later. He first became famous because of his position as the spokesman of the Students' Union, and I recall taking newspaper clips of articles in which he appeared to my elementary school to show off my uncle to my peers and teachers. He's in his mid to late seventies now, and he continues to engage his mind and intellect very actively, years after retiring at the top of his career in the Nigerian civil service. He reads all of my blog articles and listens to every podcast that I publish. Then he texts and sometimes calls me to discuss his commentary. Sometimes he also writes his commentary on my blog site. My most recent podcast was titled The Essential Journey of Self-Discovery. After listening to that podcast multiple times, my uncle called and left me a fairly long voice message that included the following words, quote, I found it to be very interesting as usual, which is a heartwarming endorsement from an uncle who speaks his thoughts about my work and ideas with impeccable honesty. Then he added, three things tended to have dominated what you shared with everybody, history, character, and self-discovery. I'm not sure which of these you wanted as the pillar of the podcast, but I think character is what one should emphasize. But how can one comment on the character of someone else without knowing the person? Even then, character changes with time. Then he concluded his comment with the following words. I find everything you have said to be very interesting. Though controversial in some areas, I think it was a good podcast. At the end of the day, you write your own book better than what anyone can write about you. Good luck and good morning. This call and message reminded me of the last chapter of one of my published books, which I started with the words, There is a story in each of us waiting to be told. Whether we tell the story through our hands or through the hands of someone else is an option that is available to us. In that book, 
I went on to suggest that if one leaves his or her story to be written by someone else, it might not be written exactly as the story would have been if written by the person who lived the story. This is why I write. I write to tell my story. I write because I'm a storyteller. Storytellers always have plenty to say, even if not verbally. Even when storytellers are not speaking, they have stories to tell at the demand of the occasion or the circumstances. Being one who does not generally verbalize as much as one would expect from a storyteller, however, Writing is a most reliable outlet for me to tell the stories that my mouth will not tell. Therefore, to know exactly what I'm thinking at any specific time, the way to do it is to read my writings. Admittedly, my writing, even when it is nuanced, is often a window into my heart. To the extent that my pen writes the words that my mouth cannot say about what lies within the depths of my heart, I write to open my heart to the world. You see, I was a boy when I read The Man Died, Prison Notes of Wole Shoyinka, an incredibly powerful and memorable book written by the Nigerian poet novelist and Nobel laureate Wale Shoyinka, while he was a political prisoner, courtesy of Nigeria's dictatorial military regime in the late 60s to early 70s. During his two-year confinement, Shoyinka wrote The Man Died in Secret. writing between the lines of books smuggled in to him by friends and favorable and favorable jealous. My most significant memory of that book are the following words that Shoyinka wrote Quote, The man dies in all who keep silent in the face of tyranny. End of quote. For decades those words rang so loudly in my head and mind, and as I got older, those words would return to me as a guilt trip, as they talked me to reflect on my life, my positionality, my agency, and my responsibility to speak truth to power, even in circumstances and times when truth may not be popular. This is why I write. I write because, for a man who has neither interest nor desire for violence, in a world that has shed more blood than it has had risen to, if ever there was a reason to shed any blood, my only way of fighting tyranny is through my writing. Therefore, when I write that we now live in a world riddled with despots, will be tyrants and psychophants who give them life? It is because it is true. But it is also because I want them and their supporters to know 
that their shenanigans do not impress me and also do not impress many others and that I believe that they will end up the way many others before them did. Often now I dream of being a grandfather and I imagine my grandchildren socializing with their grandparents and their grandmother. as we watch them soak and glow in the innocence of childhood. It is because of them that I write. I write for the grandchildren that I hope to have because I want them to know my thoughts and deeds and to proudly hold the memories in their hearts even long after I'm gone. Then I hope that they will both cherish and share their thoughts about their grandparents with their own children. I want my grandchildren to know that I thought and did. I want my grandchildren to know what I thought and did about the issues of my time. I want them to see that I loved genuinely spoke and wrote fearlessly as a man for whom truth had no responsible substitute, and that I advocated for a better world for their generation. But if times change so drastically that some of the things that I now write become irrelevant or even rude and offensive in their own time, I want my grandchildren and their generation to not only forgive me, but to think of the context and times in which I wrote. I want them to understand that I was doing my best to bring about a better world and to stand proud of me, even if the ideas that I proffer today become quaint. I want my grandchildren to have a window into my heart, even if I'm no longer here when they arrive. I want them to know who I was, the kind of parents that raised their parents and with what values. I want them to have a picture of the home in which their parents are raised and to understand why their grandparents matched when history called on them to do so in the interest of social justice. This is why I write. One of the intriguing realities of being a writer is that by telling one's personal story, one also gets to tell the stories of many others, including those that one has never met. Whenever I run into a person or receive a message from someone who tells me the extent to which he or she relates to my written story because of similar experiences that they had, I am reminded of the link that we all share as humans. This is why I consider writing a privilege that enables me to be a blessing to others. This is also why I would never take my writing for granted, believing as it were that I have a responsibility to share my thoughts and to carry others along in the process so that they too can reflect on their own experiences and feel their own uniqueness, even within the bonds of humanity that we all share. 
This sense of duty draws me closer every day. Not only to others but to myself, because I realize that I have a front row seat in the cathartic experiences that my own writing provides. I write therefore because I must. To do otherwise is to deprive myself and my world of the opportunity to experience my personal thoughts and in many cases the collective and often unspoken thoughts of those who read what I write. This is why I write.